0: Welcome to the Uptime Wind Energy Podcast. I'm Alan Hall, President CEO of WeatherGuard Lightning Tech, and I'm here with the VP from Wind Power Lab, Joel Saxon. And, Joel, it has been an insane week yes. Yes. at yes. ACP
1: 2023 New Orleans. Absolutely. Like, if, if you can hear this, you'll hear it on today's episode. My voice is a little well I wasn't smoking cigars as my team thought from uh from copenhagen this morning on our morning (laughs) meeting it's actually just from talking right uh right now it is thursday of the show we've been here since monday so monday evening of course opening reception and stuff but tuesday thursday or tuesday and wednesday absolutely packed um i'm we're we're on one kind of one end of the yes of the conference ge yeah and i'm looking and i can't see the other end that's how long it is that's how many uh it's many a good here. quarter half mile yeah it's huge it's the other end it's, it's, it's a six block walk from one end of this building <laughs> to the other um but yes as alan was saying absolutely busy here um i think in my acp experience probably the busiest not probably the busiest acp clean power that i've been to oh yeah by far yeah, yeah. The, the setup here in new orleans is great too if you've if you've frequented trade shows it can be kind of frustrating navigating through the people. Um, and but they have yes. a big nice like 50 foot wide aisle going the whole main street going the whole way down and uh, it's it's easy to get around. so this has been a great show. American Clean Power
0: does a nice job of feeding the people. Also. Yeah, so some of the conferences we've been at, not wind, but yeah. in aerospace, <laughs> the food options have been almost zero. We're yeah. just eating hot dogs yeah. all week, and here they actually have some nice oh, we're in New Orleans, food, and and- gumbo and po' boys. Yeah, and, and there's, there's plenty of food DJ's to be here. DJ's coffee, some beignets, all kinds of good stuff. Yeah, yeah, it has been tremendously good. Rosemary is obviously in Australia this week, uh, so she's not going to be here, but she has been texting us. I got a bunch of texts from her this morning, uh, so she's here in spirit. There's some pretty big announcements and then some yeah. underlying things that haven't been announced yet. But when you get to see everybody
1: on the show floor, you hear a lot of whispers of what's about to happen this summer. There's activity in wind. Yeah, you know, on the show, we we regularly talk about mergers and acquisitions within the field, right? Like people buying wind farms up and selling yeah. wind farms. And we've heard some of that activity. We just heard of someone buying five wind farms down in Texas from a, from a major operator. Um, but we also are regularly hearing ISPs, service companies, merging, buying each other, how the culture shifts are within those companies and within the industry. And what it seems to be, is Alan and I were talking offline here, is a lot of the activity centers around strategic procurement, oh, right? Yes. Everybody knows that it's hard to get technicians, so if you can get a good company, if you've got the cash or the means of an MA and uh, or a merger acquisition, or, a, or I don't want to say takeover because I think that has a negative connotation, but no, yeah. but if you have the means and you come along a good group that is for sale, uh, everything's for sale, I think, but if it's for sale and um, they've got a great company culture to add those technicians and those capabilities to your team, um, yeah. we're, we're hearing a lot of that going on on the floor. So. Be aware for some, uh, I think, we don't want to be the ones to to break them before they're public. Right. So (laughs) as they become public, we'll share in the next few weeks. I think uh, some interesting news will will definitely be coming.
0: Yeah, and there wasn't a whole bunch of uh, press releases this week. I was a little shocked by that because it yeah. seems like the news was just an undercurrent. Like you know, yeah. people would stop me and say, hey, this happened. Hey, this is
1: about to happen. Yeah. But not a lot of announcements on the floor. Yeah, the two that I do know, I mean, and, and I'm saying this as I look to my left and I see three of the companies involved. But yeah. you know, earlier this week or, or late last week, sorry, the Sky Specs announced the I4C. Yes. Um, uh Purchase there and that adds some more analytics, I think, on the SCADA side for right. the SkySpecs team. Yeah. And then right next to us, of course, is uh, Ping and Eologics. And uh, Tuesday morning, we did a kind of an exclusive launch for their merger. Uh, so now, Ping, as being an acoustics uh, uh, company listening to your blades and some other additions as well, there. And Eologics, being a company that has on blade sensors, now they're coming together to offer that product holistically. So they're getting closer and closer to that digital twin that everybody's talking about <laughs> yeah. right so a lot of really talk about monitor VRT, yeah. digital twins yeah yeah so um we have seen you know some of the some of the friends of the show of the podcast here on the show floor uh, yeah. we saw the uh the borealis wind people with um t- we talked with a little bit with them about their solution and the traction they're getting uh, of course Aron's uh, is here and uh the renewable guys we talked to yesterday yeah. we talked to pierce renewables uh, you know ad hoc stop by the booth and we talked a lot about the you know the 2700 people that they've got on board and uh, it's been it's been a really busy show a lot a lot of knowledge passing around too yeah and if, if you're new to wind
0: there's a lot of new entries into the wind yep. business smaller companies you have to come to American Clean Power this is if you're going to go to one show yeah. this is the one this you need one. to be at because yep. the operators are here the owners are here the OEMs are here and and maybe not enforced this time GE has really taken a nice corner. Yeah, here.
1: GE's the, the, really the only big OEM shop here, right? Right We've now, seen some yeah. some meeting rooms for Vestas and the it's students true. and stuff, yes. but but on the floor, big booths. Um, yeah, we found, we found GE's over our shoulder here. They're the biggest one uh, for but an OEM. A lot of operators I've run into.
0: Yeah. A, I lost track of how many operators I ran into this week. Yep. Uh, lightning is one of the big concerns. Yep. right right in the middle of springtime and, and and in the south of the
1: United States, and everybody's having lightning issues. It's been a really strong lightning season already. Yeah, you know, we, we talk about, I mean, if you again, you follow the show. We go to a lot of trade shows, but we do it. It's great to have the podcast up, but we do it yeah. for our own businesses. Um, so we're, we're constantly traveling. But in uh, the States, yeah. if you were to go and say, I'm going to go to every one of the wind shows, you would go to 15 of them. Oh yeah, you there's weren't. tons of yeah. them. But yeah. this one has, I would Everything. say, yeah, there's 10,000 people here, and it's Easy, not just yeah. wind. It's wind, battery storage, a lot more battery storage stuff going on. Yes, uh, a lot more people talking about solar. There's yeah. along that main stretch I was talking yeah. about. There's some big solar companies, which oh, not yeah. used to seeing massive solar company booths sure. at the Clean Power huge. The, booths, the booths are Yeah, and it, I, was like, I was like, who are these guys? I was like, oh, and they've got a coffee machine. Stop and talk to them. <laughs> and they um, had some bloody Mary's yeah, the other day. Yeah, they had day. bloody Mary's yesterday. So, so kudos to, what was it, SunGrow? Kudos to SunGrow. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, you know, it's starting to diversify a little bit. Um, one of the things that I have, I've seen kind of a... a a lack for that I think I've seen more in the past is uh, analytics and and, uh, software companies. Way down. Yeah. Compared to last year. Yeah. And it grown companies too.
0: I, I, yeah, there's Sky Specs. Sky Specs, but I mean, just the, the last year there was a number of
1: smaller companies. Uh, SiteView's over here, of course, too. Don't forget yeah, about that. Yeah, but SiteFuse not small. No, 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 huge, no, 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 right Zifu's massive, yeah.
0: Robotics here. is here. Right, yep. the, the, the big names are here, but there was always, you know, there's always a
1: couple of, of new entrants and yeah, they have yeah, new and ideas just, and things. They're just not here. They're just not here this you know, year. Uh One that we've talked about on the show, we've, we all know them personally as well, Solter Schmidt, I didn't see anybody from Solcher Schmidt here.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: That's so, true. Yeah. So, so
0: it, it is almost because uh, we were just in Copenhagen. Both of us were just in yeah. Copenhagen. When we went to Copenhagen, there were very few Americans. You could tell yeah. the Americans because yeah. they had a baseball cap on, typically, or <laughs> sneakers on or yeah, when they're walking around. Like you, yeah, you could <laughs> pick them out pretty quick. Yeah. And when you come to uh, an, an ACP event, it's almost exclusively. America is the majority of Americans. You still see a lot of people from Denmark. Yeah, or, I mean, the Danish pavilion travels
1: well. Right, right. right. And, they, they, and do a, they do a great job. Hell yes. And they're a staple in the industry, right? You have the companies that have been over there that are uh, aftermarket or service companies that have been around for 20, 30, 40 years, right? You <laughs> right. See, and you see the same ones, you see the same guys. Uh, same guys and gals, so they're here, of course. But you don't see. Okay, we're in we're in Wind Europe. You saw the Polish pavilion, the Basque country, the yeah. the French, French. pavilion, the, all of the above. Ireland, are, yeah. Here it's just they're not here. It's just us and the Danes. And the Danes, yeah. We like the Danes, so that's that's cool. But yeah, it's it's actually actually kind of surprising. Well, and I
0: think that just the whole focus here is more on solar, battery, and like just onshore wind. Yeah in europe it's almost exclusively offshore wind yeah, the shipbuilders full of, the yeah. heavy lift cranes right all all the big industry the the, the uh the, the foundries and those sort of things yeah. that are just based in europe that are providing all the parts that come to america uh those shows that copenhagen show was all about that i could every t- time you turned around there was yeah. just another massive I company haven't i haven't seen a vessel uh, company here
1: no no. Right. So really, you would yeah. think maybe the the people building vessels might be here, the Schwests and the, the guys in Louisiana, as we yeah. are in Louisiana. We're but, in Louisiana. Yeah. But also think about this from a marketing spend point, they're busy. Oh, they don't need to be here. No. They, it they, would be fun to come down here and have a couple cocktails, but they don't need to have a booth. No, they don't. They don't need the help at this point. Yeah, no, they got they a lot of work to do. Exactly. They've yeah. got contracts lined up out the door. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's, it's such a different feel. Yeah. It's, a, it's a different feel. It's. Uh, in Denmark, uh, it felt like we were just constantly on the go, from the second we walked in, which is, yep. I think, it was eight. What was it eight till five? Eight till six? Yeah, eight till we're six. Eight till six, and there were people at our booths from eight till six. Yeah, every day, except for the last day, because
1: everybody just kind of hung they're over. Traveling, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, they're tra- and they're traveling. But-, but here, here we're in New Orleans, right? So they're expecting everybody to have a really good time. Show sure, yes. doesn't open till 10:30. Right. So if you're if you're into that, that's, that's that's great. It was weird the first day. We all showed up and was like, wait a second. We had meetings planned, things to do at 8 a.m. And right. Didn't open for two and a half hours. No. Uh, it w- I guess that's on us for not paying attention.
0: Well, right? by day two, they needed to come in at 1030 because there, there yeah. are a couple. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: they Absolutely. have the dog situations going on there. But uh, in, that's why they had the Bloody Mary mix on the... On- <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, we're talking about, you know, the whispers that we're hearing on the floor. Again, I want to touch on this. I talked to quite a few uh, people from ACP and some other ones from some yes. some organizations uh, that are tight to the wind industry, but not necessarily products or services right. companies. Right, yeah. And some of the conversations we were having was around uh, permitting oh. and queues yeah. and, um, you know, the individual market operators, how they're going to get more of this renewable yeah. energy on board. Yeah. So spoke with a couple of um, uh, you know, decision makers and and uh, of senior management teams from some of the OEMs at a couple of these little little uh, uh, cocktail parties and stuff, and they were all saying the same thing: Hey, you know, we know the IRA has kicked us off, and 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 there's a lot to happen here, but it's going to take a little bit to get this steam train moving, and once it does, it'll be rolling. But I even heard some say. 2025, 2026 before we really I heard a 2027 this week. Yeah, that's About crazy. 27, that's a little ways off. Yeah, guys. and 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 you know and what we're hearing and what I what I the general feel is that it's mostly now permitting. If we can get permitting right. and the queues lined up and get things actually steel in the ground and stuff moving, then the factories can get moving. Once the factories can get moving, then the OEMs are get a little bit more healthy. And then everybody else starts to pick up, the installation companies and all the above. So mm-hmm. why the while the IRA passed last July, and everybody's been excited about it, and it is a great thing. It's going to take a little bit of time to get this, this economic machine.
0: Yeah, and you know, part of the push from the IRA bill is like uh, the impression from Washington, D.C., is that we're going to do this kickoff, and then we're going to just sort of top-level news release it to death. Yeah. And it needs to go a little bit deeper. From what we yeah. see on the show floor here, they need to do a little more groundwork. Yeah. Uh, of spreading the word and talking to communities, and not just around New York, because it's, we're up in Massachusetts, obviously, so we hear it from New York and Massachusetts, but are they in Kansas? Are they knocking on the door in Kansas? Are they down in Texas promoting the IRA yeah. bill? I haven't seen a lot of that, and I don't feel that here. Uh, so you talk to some of the states, I won't name them, yeah. uh, but I'm not sure they're really feeling the IRA quite quite yet. Yeah. and. They're, they're still trying to figure out the permitting issues, which is the big thing, right? So they know that there's uh, there, there's, a, there's a paycheck somewhere in there, yeah. but they don't know how to get to it yeah. yet. Yeah. And that's where I think the disconnect is. That's where the, I think you're seeing uh, it's in the bureaucrats' hands and in the, in the policymakers' hands, and they're not sure, based on previous history, uh, how long that's going to take. I know there's a big article in the Wall Street Journal this week talking about the Sun Zia project. Uh, down south. The transmission line one. Yeah, the transmission yeah. line one, where it took 17 years to get that developed. That's right? crazy. It, that, right, which is a point the Wall Street Journal was trying to make, but you know, obviously, when you're doing something that, that big, oh, yeah. it does take a while to get those yep. there's those a lot of
1: stakeholders involved.
0: involved. There's a lot of stakeholders involved, yeah. so previous history, I think, what comes in when people are making comments like it's going to be a couple of years, that's what they're basing it
1: on. Yeah. Yeah, but, it's a ba- but you base your forward-looking ideas on track record and history, right? Yeah, you do. And you have so the, to. The history doesn't show anything different, so this is what we're, we're right. seeing. Well, we, you know, the, a joke I had with a friend of mine. Uh, he works up in Minnesota. He's in the civil engineering world, and he, we were talking about the IRS adding 80,000 auditors, and I started talking to him about, you know, because in his civil engineering life, he deals with some transmission stuff, too, and I said, man, if they take 10,000 of them and just apply it to... Getting these permits done for some other yeah. federal stuff rather than chasing money down, yeah. I think we'd be in a better spot. Yeah, There's just, probably more tax income to come from sending them loose on getting projects developed <laughs> than chasing down uh, XYZ small company some in the Uber driver rural somewhere Tana or something, right. you know? <laughs> yeah,
0: it does it does feel like that, but I would say you know, last year to this year many more people at the show, yep. much more activity. Yep. Uh, yep.
1: Uh, where was the show going to be next year? I know we have discussed. We're in Minneapolis. Minneapolis, okay. Yep, so May sixth to 9th, So it still might be cold, which will be a change from the last two years. Last year we were in San Antonio. It was one hundred five degrees. It's hot, yeah. Uh, here it's not. It's been decent weather, uh, New Orleans, this week, but it's humid, right? It's, it's New Orleans. The fish swim in the air here. Pretty it's, much, it's humid. But yeah, next year we'll be in Minneapolis. It's a little bit. It'll be a different look, and it'll be cool too because there's quite a few operators in that area you've oh, man, got your national renewables yeah. and elites and yeah. there's some a lot of people that are, support the uh the industry from the insurance side and some others oh, in that area yeah. iowa's not too far down the road chicago's right. only a five-hour drive so yeah. there might be a different crowd there that'll be kind of nice to see some some different faces that we haven't seen in a while next year oh, that's, that's true yeah because we've been down south for yeah, a couple yeah. of years so yeah, well, i guess it makes sense to bring it up north <laughs> yeah we were Just, what was it salt lake city a few years ago before that it was yeah. covid so we didn't have anything oh, and then San Antonio, and then we'll shoot up for the springtime. In Minnesota I just hope that those snow's melted. know, I, I don't mind Minnesota in like July.
0: Twins, Twins <laughs> game at Target Field. <laughs> Bring a jacket, you're gonna go. need it. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's some other things that happened this week uh, at the show floor. Obviously the, the big OEM here this week is GE Vernova. Uh, this is the first time we've seen them in a little while. Yep. Uh, they had a big booth over in Copenhagen and they made a couple of
1: announcements. They're starting a spare parts business. I think, to be honest with you, so we know the struggles of GE. Yeah. Uh, we've seen the last round of layoffs. The OEMs aren't doing too well. They're going to come back from it. We, 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 we fully believe that. But so some of them are relying, GE being one of them as well, on their services department to make money. So starting, yes. so starting a spare parts business that's multi-brand is intelligent in my mind.
0: It's going to be an Amazon marketplace Perfect. for wind yeah. turbine parts and I mean, other office supplies and things that's used in wind turbines. If, yeah.
1: you're, if you're an operator that is a you know a site manager that is whether it's a GE turbine Vesta, Siemens, now you've got a whole another place that's got some capital behind them. Yeah. To call yeah for your your Amazon parts warehouse of <laughs> wind turbines, it's a great a great uh, new option in the market, and, yeah. and uh, depending on how they um, are able to basically execute. Uh, it will be good for the whole industry. How do you lose money on spare parts? <laughs> that's know. the way I look at yeah. it. It's a- like GE's like, lost quite a bit of money. Well, landing, so.
0: yeah, but <laughs> everybody. Well, if, in the aerospace community, that's where they make yeah. the majority of their profits. In the automotive world, that's where they make the majority of their profits. Yeah. They're not making it necessarily fixed, on the fixed margins, man. Yeah, it's fixed margin. You got a, a locked-in consumer base, and yeah. uh, G's made the decision to sell other uh,
1: OEMs. Spare parts, so... It, it comes timely as well. So if you follow follow what asset owners are doing with the IRA bill, there's yeah. a lot of repowers. It's a repower boom happening right now. Yeah. And happening for the next few years. Yeah. We've talked to a lot of asset owners, or we talked to some service and ISP groups that are like, man, repower, repower, repower. So taking advantage, GE seeing that writing on the wall, putting yeah. that spare parts business in place, perfect.
0: Makes total sense. Yeah. If you want to visit the GE Spare Parts uh, site, it's dot. Ge Renewable Energy now, Vestas has a very similar thing, but it is only in Europe. Covento, okay, right? So they they do sell everybody's obviously Vestas parts, but yeah. uh, other OEMs, yeah. right? But I can't figure out for the life of me why they limited that to just Europe. Mm-hmm. Right? When we were over in Copenhagen, I noticed that it also. Like, uh, the, you have a huge market in the states. Why not? Maybe it's coming. Maybe they. Or just maybe the new yeah, GE was going to. Maybe yeah, the new GE was going to do sure. something, and they just didn't feel like starting
1: a fight there. Maybe that. Maybe that's the reason. You know, yeah. everybody just marks their territory and away they go. Yeah, I mean, GE from the the base of it is really, I mean, technically not an American company, but kind of has the American roots. Whereas Vestas yeah. is just a Danish company, so maybe yeah. there's something to do with. Territory. Maybe, but we like Vestas. Yeah, bring it on. I don't. I don't bring, the more, the more, the better. If we have three Amazons, that means prices go down. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's what I'm saying, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe they
0: decided just to market off and then yeah. away they went. Well, GE has some other news this week too because they're going to uh, start a nacelle manufacturing line up at their facilities in Schenectady, New York. Okay, so, uh, so upstream on the Hudson. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah uh, the, for the 6.1 megawatt machines. So they're going to build. 6.1 megawatt onshore nacelles in Schenectady. And my first question was, where are these
1: turbines headed? And my guess is that they're not gonna be in, a lot of them in New York State. So, the six point, the six megawatt machine for GE is the, the twin, the, the two-part blade Two-part blade, the that's right. platform, right? Yes, yeah. So, that platform is designed for areas with low wind speeds. Right. So, and it can, cause it can capture a lot, right? It's got a big swept area. So, I mean, you're on the Hudson there, so you can get transportation downstream. But get it I, anywhere after that. Yeah, I don't, and I don't know. To be honest with you, the, the from the design parameters of that turbine, I don't know if it's good for turbulent. What 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 the rating is for turbulence, air, uh, Yeah, so it, yeah. I don't know if it's going to be. Hey, we're going to install these in the Appalachians, because everything in the be. Northeast we know is on top of hills with turbulence yeah, and, Absolutely and some it is. nastiness. Um, I would imagine fringe in the Midwest, not in the not in the main Midwest. No. Uh, Wind resource because no. it's higher wind speeds, right? right. So these right. are made from low wind speeds. Yeah. So I could see it like it, where our build-out is traditionally on the edges of it to the east and west. But if you're taking nacelles from Schenectady. Blades are coming from Canada, right? That's where they'll come from. LM. Um, that's that's a that's a tough ride. West. <laughs> right? Because there's no... Oh, yeah. no. I mean, you're, you're on it, highways. It, just, it screams the East Coast, right? Yeah, it does. So they must have some customers on the East Coast that... Unless you haven't it, announced yet. Unless it's a crime of opportunity just because they're close yeah. to the GE, the GE uh, you know, headquarters there. Well, you have an existing infrastructure. I and, think And there's a great uh, existing workforce there. Oh, there has been for years,
0: right? Yeah. yeah. So you, you know what you're starting with. They're going to put about $50 million into the factory to great. to upgrade it to, to do this work. But I think they also know that the offshore work coming off of uh, right. New York— and the yeah. way that sort of New York politically is yeah. set up, well, that it's advantageous to put another factory there because when those bids come in for the the onshoring of all that offshore power, uh, GE has an advantage there. They,
1: they can go to the politicians and say, yeah. we just opened another factory, hey, right? yeah, give us this one too. Right, yeah. so that's uh, it's, a, it's a good power play for them. Sure. I like that. That's their home turf. They should have a power play there. You know, and, um, and, and I don't know the inner workings of the accounting of this thing, but within the IRA oh, yeah. bill is, is an ITC thing, so 30% yes. tax breaks back yes. on investment. So if they're putting 50 million into it, they're also getting a 30% tax back on it. They are, which and, is what 20 million.
0: Yeah, and New York. Million. Well, yeah, and New York State's throwing some money into it too. The Empire State Development Department has agreed to pay two and a half million dollars in performance-based uh, jobs tax credits. That's great. And it's going to create about uh, I've seen uh, a couple different opinions about us, about 160 jobs, maybe up to 200 jobs. So, uh, no, that's not not anything. And and it's it's well-paying jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Those are good gigs. So that's really interesting. But those are the two big announcements out of GE this week. And on the other side of the pond, Siemens Gamesa has been making some noise about what's happening with the IRA bill in, in America. Uh, because the way the IRA bill's set up, the money comes pretty much into the year. You, you file your taxes, bam, we'll the, the, the payment happens, right? Uh, with the way that the Europeans are sort of setting up some of their uh, payment programs, I'll call them, they tend to be a little more long-term, <laughs> and Siemens needs cash, and Siemens-Gamesa has said, like, we need cash, we need it now. Uh, everybody in America has got an advantage because the money's coming in faster, and it's all a cash game. Companies go broke because they don't have orders. They have orders. They they go broke because they don't have cash. Yeah, the cash flow isn't there. Cash the, the, flow. There's a PO book, but right, it's not we have gonna... orders. Yeah, but it's out in the future. I have to pay the bills today. Maybe they should start a spare parts business. Well,
1: I mean they should. <laughs> I hear there's that room keeps, in that, keeps, that keeps that keeps the pennies rolling in every day. You know.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's it's an interesting take. Uh, obviously, Siemens Gamesa is being acquired back in the Siemens. And I think there's actually going to be a special board a board meeting to, to bring in the last, like, percent or two that they didn't already own. Like, they have oh, really? 98% or 97% of now Siemens Commesa. are just getting
1: greedy. Well, <laughs> <laughs> they want
0: all pieces of it. I, that, <laughs> that was odd, I thought. But uh, Siemens Commesa is getting m- more vocal. Yeah. And I don't think that hurts them. I think that no. makes, I, I think that the European Parliament, the individual countries need to hear that yeah. loudly. Uh, if they want Siemens and Mesa to really do a good job, they want Vestas and Nordex and everybody else, Intercon, to be around in the next 10 years, they better get on it now. Get some, get some they can't keep waiting. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't keep waiting. So uh, that that's an interesting development. Hey, Uptime listeners. We know how difficult it is to keep track of the wind industry. That's why we read PES Wind Magazine. PES Wind doesn't summarize the news. It digs into the tough issues and PES Wind is written by the experts, so you can get the in-depth info you need. Check out the wind industry's leading trade publication, PES Wind at PESwind.com. Well, the offshore wind market and offshore development are really picking up in the the United States. Uh, Some of the parts are coming over from Europe, starting to hit ports. Yep, Uh, absolutely. And Vineyard Wind's really the first big project here in the States, and that's gonna uh, you know, they're going to start putting turbines in the water this summer and hopefully operational in this year. Uh, but the, the towers are arriving from Portugal into the new Bedford port. So there's been a, a sort of a grand opening of the new Bedford port because they've got these ships and towers coming in from, from Portugal. Uh, so they're going to get busy. And that's not the only one that's, that's busy right now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for the people on the East Coast that have been talking offshore wind for a long time, yeah. the developers, the whole wind industry, the <laughs> ACP here, we talked to some people from ACP that are directors and, and uh, communications professionals within the offshore world. Yeah. Everybody's excited for it, right? Yeah. Another headline that we saw yesterday was Boscalis, uh, the Boca Lift 2 vessel, right. has left uh, Rotterdam, the port of Rotterdam, and it's headed this way. There you go. So they're going to be coming over to work for uh, Orsted and Eversource on the South Fork Wind Farm, and they're going to start. It sounds like uh, if they're mobilizing now, they should be installing soon. Yeah. So that's that's uh, the vessel to... I believe that's the one to put monopiles in, and monopiles, or, yeah. or jackets, I don't know. I don't, I don't think they're jackets, they're, they're monopiles. monopiles. Yeah. And if it's a heavy lift vessel from Boscalis, more than likely it sets nacelles. It does the whole thing. Wow. So uh, that it's really cool to see, hey, guys, we, you know, we know we have the, the six turbines in the water. We, we up in seven, the, seven. Sorry, sorry. How many
0: times have I heard that this I week?
1: Know. We got seven turbines in the water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we're about yeah. to have a lot more. Uh, and yeah. so at, at the same time of the <laughs> vessels coming over, we seeing the towers and the parts come in. the The ports are getting ready. That workforce um, Let's is starting go. to mobilize. Let's go, right? right? I know. Th- here's a, here's a crazy thought for for some of our viewers, listeners. Uh, I saw a contract come across. I talked with some friends a couple months ago, and it was for forty to fifty people for nine months straight offshore, and the only task was touch up painting the towers. Imagine the money, the money, and the efforts that go to. That's all they were doing because it's all about corrosion control, right? You're wall, yes, you it is. You have to make sure there cannot be a pinhole of nope. rust or a chip mark or in any part of that It'll transition rust in a piece tower or anything. So that was forty to fifty people for six to nine months, out- offshore with paintbrushes, touching stuff up. Think about now. Now think this about. It seems how like a robot could actually do that job. Yeah, I'm possibly. just,
0: I'm just thinking Let's, that think Rose about- has got something to go
1: fix that. That or isn't and, bug. that Yeah, exactly. That's about as narrow of a scope as you can get, and that yeah. many people and that much effort going yeah. towards it. it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, that's that wouldn't be a job that I would do. No, I, I mean, painting. If you, painting. is something that you painting have and, someone else do.
0: Yeah, and you're kind painting. of bopping up and yeah. No, I, I'm going to pass on that one. But it's good to see some of the, the ports getting active, and and I think the sooner they they do see. Uh, parts coming in. The sooner they can kind of work out yeah. of the bugs of what's going to happen at these ports. Yeah. New New Bedford's a weird port because there's a lot of like small vessels docked yeah. there, right? So it's not really set up for big vessels, and it's got a, a hurricane protection barrier yeah. reef out out front of it with a narrow opening. Yeah. So some of these some ships, cool pilot, some pilot pilots
1: it. bringing them in. Yeah, yeah, they got little tugs pulling them through there. I haven't heard any whispers of this, but I'm think I'm back to my oil and gas past. When there was projects that were controversial, mm. right? I remember a project one time when I was working up in Alaska, and in the summertime, Shell was going to mobilize a drill rig from Seattle around the, across the Aleutians around the west coast of Alaska to the Arctic Ocean. And, okay. dr- and they were going to drill offshore. But the window up there was so tight with ice coming down, the pack sure. ice coming down. So they only had a couple weeks that they could leave port and get up there. Now it was a super controversial project and at one point in time they were it was delayed because there was like five hundred people in kayaks that paddled out in the port of Seattle and like hung out in front of this vessel so it couldn't move. Yeah. Right? So that kind okay. of stuff happens. And I'm I'm yeah. hoping that we don't run into any of that type thing in in the wind installations here that are standing. Yeah, now you now that we see vessels coming.
0: Yeah, let's now hope you not. say it. Now you say you know it's gonna happen. Did I do that? <laughs>
1: So I'm, when it I'll does say, happen, just call Joel. I say and live like, right now, do not do that,
0: please. Right. Don't do that. That's no. just not smart. It's not safe. It's yes. not smart. You want to you wanna push back on when There are a thousand other ways yeah. to do it. Call your that. senator if you want to push right. back. Call your senator. Just yeah. don't get caught out in front of a ship yeah. and run over. That would not be good. Uh, one of the things, uh, the topics that's popped up this week is uh, technicians. Yep. And there's not enough technicians. Everybody's scrambling. That's what some of the... Uh, venture capital, and uh, some of the mergers that are about to happen are all related yeah. to getting people. Yep. And if you can't train them fast enough, the way to do it is just acquire another company and yeah. bring them into your fold. Yeah. Uh, and there's a good article out of Nebraska this week. Uh, there's a number of community colleges in Nebraska. Nebraska has a really solid community college system. They've had forever. Uh, so if, if you're not going to go, go to the University of Nebraska or to Creighton University and become a doctor, an engineer, or whatever the little um, courses you can take there, the, the community colleges are training really the technical workers in Nebraska, high quality, from high quality. they've yeah. been doing it in aviation forever in a, num- in a number of their fields, they're having a hard time finding wind turbine uh, technicians, people to take the wind turbine training, and th- there's, there's two different sites in Nebraska, there's one sort of south central on Grand Island, and there's one sort of northeast in Norfolk, which is sort of between South Dakota and Iowa up in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they got two different spots, which covered a lot of territory. They're just not seeing the number of uh, new students walk in the door.
1: Yeah, it's it's tough uh, to get, well, everybody, it's at every level of the supply chain yeah. within it, right? So, yeah. I mean, um, next week I'm gonna go down to MIAT in Houston there. They have a WinTech program. And they're they are i think they're doing something really cool they're bringing in a bunch of people from the industry yeah to basically be advisors for the program to say yeah. what exactly do you need and yeah. how do we help you guys out as a partner so i'm going to go and talk with those guys yeah. and hope to share some of that information here on the podcast as well but one of the things we saw on the the, tr- the floor here and people we talked to right at the booth um is yes we have the community college programs going on yes but, uh, a gentleman from Opus Renewables opening a GWO training center in Chicago. Tachyon. Right? Tachyon doing doing their, own, doing their own training. Similar thing. GEV Wind Power, GWO training in-house right. in their facility in Dallas.
0: Rango it, Renewables is doing something similar. Rango I Renewables. Yeah. So, like,
1: everybody's starting to see the, the advantage of kind of GWO standardization. I'm not going to say it's a standard yet, but you're starting to see. Right. Five years ago, you saw just people working basically on Siemens Gamesa turbines having GWOs. Right. Now you have... Everybody's gonna go GWO, GWO, GWO. So yeah. that, that train that level of training is coming up in the States. Well it's S-
0: great. Siemens Gamesa had the site down in Orlando where they were training yep. everybody. Yep. Right. So they set up a training, a specific training site to go do that. And that really kickstarted them. Yeah, I thought. And yep. it was a good training site. They had a, they had a lot of oh, it's expensive, but yep. they actually had sort of turbine setups in there. So yep. you're getting kind of real world on hands-on experience, yep. uh, it was indoors. But it's sort of a little bit of a controlled nice. environment, but it's nice, right? Yeah, so if you're a, it's a new student, if you're a 20-year-old kid going in there, like this is awesome, right? Yeah. They're spending money, and this is a good program, and I'm gonna be able to go uh, earn a living at this. Yeah. I think what what students are missing is sort of two parts to yeah. the Wind Energy. One, the freedom. Yeah. Especially in Nebraska, okay? There's, there's sort of limited opportunities uh, yeah. there. Uh, you can be a farmer or a farmer. Or you can be working the meatpacking plant. Yeah. Um, otherwise, you have to go to the big city and work, you know, in an office. Yeah. If, if if you're from Nebraska and you want to be outdoorsy, and a lot of, a lot of yeah. kids are outdoorsy, yeah. uh, you want to be in wind. Yeah. You're going to travel a little bit. You're going to see part of the world. But that's something you like. It's This is the job for you. And it pays well. Yeah, exactly. You can make a lot of money as a kid. And I call him a kid. A twenty-year-old is sort of a kid to me now. But you if, got some gray hair. You know. Yeah, I got a little bit. Yeah, it's <laughs> because of my <laughs> like daughter got mostly. More than but him. yeah, <laughs> but, but you can make some good money. Right. And I'm, I'm shocked that that message is not being passed out yeah. into the high schools, which is where it needs to start. Yeah. If you're going to be an engineer, you're going to be an engineer, right? You're going to spend your four years working your tail off being be an engineer. Yeah. But that technician group is being missed, and that's a shame. That is a real shame, and uh, it's not just Nebraska. I always have similar problems. Kansas is having similar problems all the way down to Texas. I think they're having a little bit easier time in Texas of finding uh, people because a lot of people working in construction and oil and gas, and so it just it's part of the their families have done it. Yeah. So it's a, it's a family business. Almost. You know, one
1: of the things I like to see too is like this earlier in this week. Uh, Kevin Doffing from CES uh, yeah. Clean Energy out of Houston yeah. put on a veterans, well, him and his team put on a veterans happy hour here. Yeah, so they're doing a lot of work of trying to get veterans, people just coming out of the military. Yeah, what am I going to do? I yes. had a lot of friends when I grew up went in the military, and then they came, and they're like, "What's next?" You know. So it's that transition job. Now you go to a community college, GI Bill can pay for that. Yes. Easily, right? Easily, easily. So now you have this opportunity of a workforce coming out that, man, if you can hire anybody, military people. Yeah, they're great. They're great. They're fantastic. I I mean, that's my family. My brother just retired from the military. Uh, He's he's sometimes a little bit mean, (laughs) but he's a good dude. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, I, I think that's another part of the workforce that could be could be a, a transitionary thing that yeah. maybe we're missing on it, yeah. as a as a as a team as a renewable energy team yeah there,
0: i mean there's a lot of talk about scholarships uh mm-hmm. that maybe some mm-hmm. of the the ge vernovas and the uh, operators of the world sponsor scholarships I, i'm not sure that's really the answer going to a community college is not super expensive especially well, in nebraska and well, iowa there, uh, my first degree I, was a
1: was tech college and i think yeah it, it was i mean it was a quarter of the price of my university degree yeah yeah those are ridiculous anymore yeah that should be, it, that should be it, our next problem we tackle lowering tuition prices well <laughs> <laughs> sorry that's a different topic yeah
0: university prices are crazy mm-hmm. uh it makes sense to go to community college for sure absolutely uh i want also to touch on a point you raised on the military side so yeah. i ran into will Friedel with prometheus wind and they're based in colorado yep so will's a good example of that so he's an air force academy graduate mm-hmm. he's it's, he's running a veteran-owned business yep. which they, those guys are going out and they're fixing wind turbines and doing torquing and blade repair and all kinds of good stuff uh, you know the, the key the key there is that it, companies that operators got to hire those yep. guys right if if you have a list of potential um, service providers and one of them's a veteran known company in my opinion they got to crawl to the top Right, that would encourage people coming out of the military to get into women because Absolutely. they see them having an advantage.
1: You should Absolutely. have an advantage if you Absolutely. if you served in the military. And if you've ever met Will, oh, know, from yeah. I mean that is a guy like, a, and I, and I don't want to boost him up because he probably wouldn't want to, he wouldn't want to hear it or say it, or he's yeah, just he pretty would, humble would, dude. But man, the guy screams trust. Yeah, I would hire him in a second to come and work on my project. Yes. Like the yes, yeah. those guys salt of the earth, dude. They need to be busy all summer. Yeah, and, and I know those other
0: veteran-owned and, and a lot of veterans in wind energy, they should get that break. Right, they served the country. They 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 provided be a part uh, of so it. much work yeah. for the country. Absolutely. Now's the time they should benefit from that. Absolutely, thousand percent. So, uh, shout out to Will, and uh, it's good to see him here this week. Uh, what else is going on, Joel? I know there's. Other impressions of the show.
1: I know uh, from my side right now, it is day three. <laughs> we're a little we're bit in survival mode. scramble in survival mode. You know, as I look out here past the camera, and as we're recording, and, and the, the show is—I mean, there's there's 10% of the people here today than there was the last few days. Yeah, you, I think A lot of people said, "I got my two days in, and I'm uh, I'm going to head out." But those two <laughs> days, man, uh, great event put on here yeah. uh, by the. Congrats Senate. to ACP yeah, good, American good job, Power. ACP, yeah,
0: yeah, nice job well that's going to do it for this week's uptime wind energy podcast thanks for listening and please take a moment to give us a five-star rating on your podcast platform speaking of five-star ratings everybody uh if you're listening to this give us a five-star rating go into apple go into spotify and give us a rating we really appreciate uh, there's a lot of listeners we've run into a a A lot lot of track a lot of people here at this event let's listen to the podcast great give us a five-star rating. So we appreciate it if you do that. And also be, scri- be sure to subscribe in the show notes below to Uptime Tech News, our weekly newsletter, as well as Rosemary's YouTube channel, Engineering with Rosie. And we'll see you here next week on the Uptime Wind Energy Podcast.